0: Well, what's up? Welcome back to the very best self podcast. I have Kelly on today. So I'm super pumped to have you. You are at wellness by Kelly on Instagram, K E L L E Y. Um, right. and oh, yes, I've got to make sure people can find you. Um, so I'm really pumped to have you on. Kelly is a health coach. She is the founder of wellness by Kelly. Um, and she kind of really just has invested her entire life in helping women set themselves up for success on their personal health journeys. So I'm super pumped to have you on. And I want to thank you for being here today.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm super, super excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this all weekend. So thank you. Um, and I can't wait to like dive in and chat all things wellness.
0: Yes. Um, so I know like you have, you run like some programs. You're actually in the middle of running one right now to help women specifically uh, re-energize their lives who maybe have dealt with some body image issues. Um, they want to balance their hormones. They want to practice meditation, which I'm pumped to talk to you about because I love meditation and I teach meditation as well. So I'm like a big fan. Um, and just general wellness and how to become a less anxious human. So I feel like I'm just like, all of that sounds freaking amazing. I don't even know where to jump all the way in. I guess I, I want to begin with just a little bit more like about you and your story. And, you know, if these were things that you kind of like struggled with on your own and then found your way and then kind of decided like, you know, I want to share what I've learned, like what has been your story and your process up until now?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. So for me, um, it kind of all came together and started like because of my own story. And I think that that's true for so many people in the wellness space. It's like you kind of make your mess, your message. So that is what exactly what happened for me. I used to be the most anxious person. I was actually on anxiety meds myself for like three or four years. Um, because that's what a doctor told me to do to manage it. Um, I, was the girl who did all the diets and all the cleanses and spent so much money and time trying to like micromanage my weight. And it was also the time in my life when I was the least happy. And what that all did was lead to some serious hormonal imbalances for me where I had adrenal fatigue, where I burn out my adrenals. And then I also had like burn out my thyroid because it was just such a long time of super restrictive eating way too much stress, um, and over exercising. And so I got to this point where I was like, I don't want to be on all this medication for the rest of my life. I want to do things differently. I want to figure out how I can get my body back to it's like homeostasis because I had heard about people doing it before. I just didn't know how to do it. And so I started researching and I started seeing a functional doctor and like kind of over time, it just all came together where I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel better. Oh, this is working. Um, And like one thing that a functional doctor told me was like, you need to lower your stress. Like that's a big thing. And so that's kind of how I got into the avenue of meditation. And through that practice, that's how I was able to come, like uh, that's a big part of how I was able to come off of my anti-anxiety meds Um, and why I don't need them anymore. And so that's Like healing myself is why I want to help so many women. Like, that is my passion. It is my purpose. I want women out there to know that, like, you can feel better and you don't have to be on all these prescriptions or birth control or all of this stuff in order to feel really good in your body and to feel at home in your body. And, like, it's not like this thing that you are trying to constantly fight against. It's just like, let's work with your body, let's work with your hormones. And so that you can so that you can feel your very best. So that's kind of um how I got started. I went to IIN to become a certified holistic health coach. I got certified during the pandemic as a Pilates instructor and I teach guided meditations.
0: I love all of that so much. I love the the specific phrase feeling at home in your own body because there's so many of us we've gone through these like phases of our lives where we just like we don't love the skin we're in, we don't love who we are and like and that's such a shame and it, it breaks my heart too because we we all, I feel like, experience it and it's sad because life is really short. So I think it's so powerful and so important to spend time figuring out how to feel at home in our own bodies and how to feel at one with who we are and then beyond that, like love the skin that we're in and like, you know, just fall in love with who we are. I feel like I haven't had the opportunity yet to talk a lot on this show about hormones and so it's something that really fascinates me um, how do you know like if your hormones are imbalanced because I feel like we also have these conversations with ourselves where we convince ourselves like oh this is normal or that's normal or this is abnormal yes. um, and then it's a two-part question because I also want to talk about birth control and it's really taboo um, to not be on it but you mentioned not taking birth control so I want to know your thoughts on that so that's two part. <laughs> Yes, I love I
1: love this question. I've actually never been asked that on a podcast before, so I love this. Um so and if 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 there are people out there on birth control, please know I was on birth control for 11 years. Like there's no saying that like it, you can't ever come back from it or that it's going to like ruin your body forever, but like I'll explain that. So I think that we've been conditioned like you said to think that feeling like uncomfortable is normal. Like for example, like anxiety or having like weight issues that like where your weight is really hard to manage or having, you know, your hair fall out or like things like that, like, or like low energy. Like we're conditioned to think that like, as we get older, weight is harder to manage. We feel tired all the time. We feel grumpy and irritable and moody. We feel more anxious, whatever. And like, that's just a symptom of you aging. And the thing is, is that like I was feeling all of this in my early 20s. So I don't think it was a symptom of me aging. But um, also if you're in your 30s or 40s, like it's not normal to feel like crap all the time. You deserve to feel good in your body too. And so when you are dealing with one of those things or all of those things in a more severe way, I would highly recommend getting your hormones tested, whether that is your thyroid and looking at all of that for more like metabolic function and how your weight is being managed, because they say up to like 60% of people have a thyroid condition that goes undiagnosed, which is insane. Um, like, and it may not be like a full blown thyroid condition, but something that is actually manageable through changing your food and changing your lifestyle. Um, then you would want to test like your if you're not on birth control, because if you are, your hormones are being suppressed. So there'd be no point in testing, but if you're, not on birth control and you're having irregular periods, horrible water retention, really bad irritability and moodiness, and even anxiety is related to your progesterone. So if you are having like any of those types of things, it's really probably a good idea to go get things like your FSH, your AMH, your estrogen, your progesterone all tested so you can see like, hey, what's going on in my body? Is there something off with me? And if there is, Maybe I can fix it so that I feel better so that I don't have to be on a pill. And so kind of taking that question into what you had asked about birth control. So I was put on birth control when I was, well, I got on it when I was 17 and then I got off of it when my now husband and I actually took like a breakup period. And I was like, I want to see what's going on with my body. And I got off of it when I was 23 for like six months and I never got my period back. And the doctors were like, Oh, just get on birth control. That's your period. Like that'll re-regulate your periods. The thing about birth control is that you're not getting a period because you're not actually ovulating. And so it's really just shutting down your own body's functions. And the The problem is, is that we need those female hormones, the ones that we make on our own for good brain health, for good heart health, for good bone health and longevity over time. And when we don't have that, there is a higher risk for things like heart disease and breast cancer. Um, So being aware of that, again, like it's your choice to decide to stay on it or not, but just knowing those facts is really key. The other thing is that it in the shorter term, it can cause digestive issues. It can cause issues with your fertility system. Like For women who are trying to get pregnant like right afterwards, sometimes it can take six months to a year for your period to come back, which is what happened for me.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess I ask this, it's really just more on a personal note because I feel like lately I've been meeting more and more women who are not on the pill. I have not. I made a choice not to take the pill over 15 years ago. And I don't have exactly. kids. I just decided, I was in my like early 20s and I was like, I just had a gut feeling. I was like, I just want my body to do what it's supposed to do naturally and normally. Okay. And I just want to talk about it more because I think there's so many girls and so many women who are just like, I don't want to take this. Why are, why am I being told that I have to? And so if I just wanted to talk about it because if there's anybody on the other side of this who's listening, who's like, I don't actually feel like I want to do this. Like you don't have to.
1: It's so good. I feel like you saying that like is giving so many women permission to question what they're being told. Because a lot of times if it's a doctor telling you that we don't question it, we're just like, yep, that's what my doctor said. And it's like, wait, hold on a second. What's your body telling you? And I think that checking in with that is so, that's like what I preach. Like listening to that intuitive wisdom is so important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And like, you know, to be honest, too, like my skin went insane. I had never had acne in my entire life, never struggled with that, and I want to say I was like around 23 or 24 when I stopped taking birth control and like my skin broke out. Everything was like awry, if you will. Like it was <laughs> like it's a lot. But it's exactly like what your doctor said. Like, oh, you were 6 months off. And they're like, "Oh, just go back on and everything'll be regulated." Like, no. Like, I want my body to regulate itself on its own because it actually has the human power to do that. So it takes a little it's bit under- of time and like things might go a little wonky or crazy, but like, you just have to kind of stick through that roller coaster to get to like that place where you're like, okay, I'm me again.
1: Yes. A thousand percent. Like I said, it took me uh, almost a year to get a period back. It took my, I got off right before my wedding when I was 27 and i my skin was insane like my whole chin was completely broken out and i was like you know what i just gotta push through this like everything is going to be okay as long as i'm fueling my body with the proper foods detoxing the excess estrogens that have been built up over time like all of the things that i know that i need to be doing because i have created this awareness um and sticking with it and once i did like now my skin is more clear than it's ever been i feel better in my body, like not loaded, like all of the things that you want to feel. And it's like you said, your body's doing it on its own. You don't need something to regulate because it's not really regulating. You're, you're suppressing all of those hormones and you're not getting the benefit of what those ovulatory hormones do for you. Yes.
0: Oh my God! I'm so glad we got to chat about that. I feel like I always am, like looking and searching for anybody who's like me in that space that like doesn't take it because it's like more rare. So I love we got to chat about that. Um, (laughs) But I want to talk also about your meditation practice. I know that you know it's something that I talk about a lot on this podcast because it really, really, genuinely has helped me so much, and I also feel like. I love to draw this like kind of pattern. It's like I talk to psychiatrists, I talk to, you know, athletes, I talk to Olympic athletes, Navy SEALs doctors, I mean, wellness coaches, mindset coaches across the board, successful people. And I feel like it's a common thread throughout a lot of these conversations that I have that people are meditating. And so I'd love to talk about your meditation practice and how, you know, you've helped yourself like heal from anxiety through meditation.
1: Yeah. I love this. Um, I think it is like, to me, out of everything that I've done to change my health, to transform my entire life because I was always the girl that was like the negative person, like such a negative mindset. Didn't think that I could would, could or would ever have my own business. Like out of everything that I've done to transform my life and my health, my meditation practices, absolutely without a doubt. My, the foundation of everything. Um, it changed the way that I look at my body. It changed the way that I offer myself compassion. It changed the way that I can like visualize my goals and see what I want. Um, to check in with myself and my needs every single day because for so long I wasn't doing that. And so that's why I was sucked into all of these different diets and wasting my money and my time doing like workouts and I don't know if you're not allowed to say that word Shit, shit that I hated, like punishing myself and like My body paid for it on the back end because I wasn't in tune with my own needs. And that to me is the best thing that meditation does. It aligns your actions with what your intentions are. Like How you want to feel is so much more clear what you need to do to get to that feeling.
0: Yes. Yeah. Aligning your actions with your intentions. I love that. And what is your specific practice? Do you use like the calm app? Do you do your own meditations? Um, and what time of day do you like to do it and how long do you typically do it for? All great questions. So I feel like I've tried everything out there because
1: for me, for a while, it was really hard to get into it. I was like, I can't sit here. I have a million thoughts, blah, blah, blah. And while I love guiding other people, I think it's a really effective tool. Typically I will do like a chanting style of meditation, not transcendental, but, um, mantra meditation where, um, I will do like 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the afternoon. Again, that is ideal. I have two kids. I have a two year old and an eight week old. So finding the time is key. Um, usually my youngest will wake up at like five 30 or six. He'll go back down after I feed him. And then like that little window I have there before the two-year-old wakes up is prime time. Like I have to get something in to calm my mind, to ground myself into my day, to make sure that I am coming from this place of peace rather than reactivity. Because like I said, I used to be so reactive. Everything was, I was like an angry person. (laughs) I would yell. I would, um get mad it was just like not the way that you would want to show up as a parent so thank God I started this practice before my oldest was born and then typically at night like after he goes to bed before I feed the last feeding to the younger one I'll do like 10 more minutes just to again like it's kind of like bookends for my day that's how I feel about it um but the one thing I will say to all of your listeners is that if there's a form that you've tried and you're like oh this isn't for me, try something else. There is a million different types of meditation out there and there will be one that works for you. It's just another thing that you have to stick with and start with two minutes and then build up to five and then build up to 10 and then build up to 20 a day. Don't start by being like, oh, I'm going to do 20 minutes like a, a, in my day because that doesn't like most people can't. I know
0: I couldn't do that no, when yeah. I first started. I mean, more. Pa- that's amazing that you're doing the bookends. Like I tried that, and it's like I think also I'm <laughs> a soul cycle instructor. So like some days I have afternoon classes, and some days I don't. So it's really difficult yeah. for me to like get a routine in that way. Um, But I also saw on your Instagram that you have like, and I think this is super important, like a meditation, like zone, like a place where you do it. So we had in our last apartment, I had like my place that I went and I sat and I did it and like whatever. And so since we've moved into our new place and I like haven't set up this. Office like whatsoever, um, you can see I still have like photos on the floor. Um, <laughs> like I don't have my my spot. I don't have my zone yeah. where I like to do it. And so I noticed that I'm not as consistent with my practice because I don't have my like spot that I do it every single day. So do you do you mm-hmm. find that you're the same? And I so I absolutely did. Used to be like I was like, oh, if
1: I don't have like my essential oils and I don't have my crystals and I'm traveling, I was like, oh well, I can't do it today. And it's like. What I also found through that was I was like, I was more reactive on those days. I was more anxious on those days. So I made it a habit to be like, if I'm traveling, no matter where I am, like this is going to be a, come a part of my life. And I actually did like this, um, Kriya crea, like 40 day challenge where it's the mantra. And it's like, if you skip a day, the 40 days starts over again. And so I was like, this is how I'm going to implement this into my life. And so I, I there were multiple times where I had to start all over again. And um, that was really what did it for me to get it as a habit in my life and to know that like this makes me feel so good when I freaking show up for the work. Um, and so what I do love about that space, though, is that I feel like it deepens my practice. And I, I actually like going up there every day. Like a lot of times, like when I was, I was in New York this last weekend and when I was there, like, I definitely felt a resistance to going to meditate because I was like, there's so many things I could do that are not meditating right now. Um, whereas like here it's like, okay, I get to go up there. I get to like, do an inspiration card and do my essential oils in my hands that I really like. And then that's a part of the practice and it, it kind of all goes together. Whereas like there definitely is more resistance.
0: When <laughs> I don't have that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's much harder <sighs> to kind of mm-hmm. to figure it out when you're away, but yeah, you yeah. gotta wait. And also if you could send the link, if you have this 40 day challenge.
1: Oh yeah. It's basically it, like, it's not like, um, a link, but like I can send you, it's a song. And so it's like, Um, a practice that I can't even remember. i w I'm doing it through, have you ever heard of, or I did it. Um, but I still work with her. Have you ever heard of organically
0: Jamie? Yeah. I had her on the pod.
1: You did. Uh She's amazing. She's the one who I learned the Kirtan Kriya practice for, but, but she, um, also like she teaches a ton of meditation, but, um, I think that it's like something that was set up through like I don't know whoever came up with the mantra. I it's very like old world, but it's awesome. Okay, cool. All right. Well,
0: I'll send you the song. Yeah, I'd love that. And if we and then I'll try and post it and share it. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like I could talk about meditation <laughs> all the time. But being a mom of two and a wife, you know, how do you kind of teach others and you're also yourself, you know, that putting yourself first is not selfish. Oh my God, that was the hardest like besides learning to love
1: my body, that was probably the hardest work that I ever had to do because I come from a family who I love very dearly. Um, but they kind of all are like very type a and like, um, it's like, if you're not working a certain amount of hours, then you're not working hard enough. And the mindset of like, you need to be pushing and going and doing all the time. Like value comes from that kind of stuff. Um, and so it also was the mindset of like taking care, especially as a woman of everyone else, but before you take care of yourself. Um, and so I had to unlearn all of that in order to be able to show up for myself so that I don't have resentment. I'm not like irritable and angry as a mom. I'm not like, even like having my career, like, do I have to work? No. This is something that I do for myself because it fills my cup, and I love it. And for so long, I felt guilt around it. And now it's just like I know that this is is something that I do for myself. I get to help other women every day for like an hour or two a day. And then it helps me be a better version of myself as a mom for my kids. But I think that the one thing that really helped me get here is, practicing self-compassion and doing that through meditation, but also like really getting in touch with my own inner critic and knowing like, okay, where is that inner critic coming from? What is that inner critic trying to protect me from? Because a lot of times that's what the inner critic is trying to do. That negative self-talk is just... A way to protect yourself. So for me, it was trying to protect me from anyone saying that I wasn't valuable, that I wasn't achieving enough, that I wasn't doing enough. And so I would spend like, you know, hours on end at night with like DMs and emails and like never let myself rest. And so giving myself more compassion through getting in touch with that inner critic and recognizing where that was coming from that was the way that I, I started to offer myself more compassion. And it was really key. And the other thing that I will say, like on a more lo- logistical front is that self-care doesn't have to be like this, like drawn out thing where you're like, I'm going to get a massage and a bath. And um, like, I'm going to, you know, spend the day like doing all this stuff. Like, no, just like take 10 minutes to meditate or to five minutes, take 10 minutes to move your body, take three minutes to throw some stuff in a blender and make yourself a green smoothie. Like, it can be that simple. And when you do that, and instead of being like, I'm going to fill myself up on caffeine and a muffin and sit at a desk all day and not give myself any outlet for my stress, like the way you show up in
0: those moments, to me, that's self-care. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be, I love, I love that point to say that, like, it doesn't have to be some magical thing, you know, like <laughs> if it's just listening to, you know, an audiobook that you you're into yes. and like in the car, like for 10 minutes on your way to go do all the a million things that we have to do, um, throughout our day, like that's, self that's that. self-care. Like, Agreed. and that's good. Like do that. Agreed. That works. Right.
1: Agreed. Like for me, I think about like the moments between work, like the end of the day for work, which is typically around like 4.45, 5.15 for me and showing up like as mom for my kids and making dinner and doing all of that. And I, one thing that I started doing was like, depending on what time my nanny leaves, which is typically five and what time I actually finish up, whether it's like three deep breaths or it's a hot shower I do something for myself in that space between ending work and being mom. And like, even if it's just those three deep breaths and like regrounding myself, like it is so imperative for me. And like taking deep breaths can be something that is a form of self-care. Like it can be like you said, like an audiobook. It can be that simple. But I know just by doing that, it makes a difference for me and how I
0: show up. Yeah. Um, so a couple more questions for you, but I think yeah. just to round out you know, all of the wellness that you teach and you practice um, in this one small episode, um, what is the best piece of advice that you can give to someone who's looking to incorporate some more self-love into their life and just love themselves a little bit more? Oh gosh, uh, get in touch
1: with yourself. What do you like to do? I can't tell you how many women I talk to, Victoria, who don't know what they like, who don't know what they like to do. Like I'll say, like the first question I ask women on a discovery call with them, if we're going to do coaching is like, start telling by telling me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about like your career. Tell me about your hobbies. And I would say probably eight out of 10 of them would will say to me, I don't really have any hobbies. I don't really have anything that I like to do because we get so lost in career and family responsibilities and all of the to-dos and the shoulds that we get out of touch with what we actually enjoy. So if you want to start loving yourself, I think the first question to ask yourself is, when am I the most happy? When am I the most full of joy? When am I doing the things that really light me up? Because when I did that, I came up with like Pilates, yoga, cooking, um, meditating. Like those are the things that I was doing when I felt my best. This is before I had kids. And it was like, wait a second, can I turn that into a career? And like- now I fill myself up all day long. And so when you ask yourself that, it's such a really profound question because you can start to think about all of the ways that you can show up doing the stuff that you actually like.
0: I love it. All right. So last question I will ask you is what is the best piece of advice that you would give your younger self? What would you tell baby Kelly, younger Kelly?
1: (laughs) I feel like everybody says like, oh, you like, you don't have to have it all together. So probably some form of that, but also like be a little bit easier on yourself, girl, like just be a little bit easier on yourself. There's no such thing as perfect and that perfect is actually a limiting belief because it doesn't allow us to learn and grow from our experiences and i always thought that i was striving whether it was with my body or with work or with my relationship to be perfect and it never worked out for me and so giving myself the ability to be beautifully imperfect and like loving my flaws i think that's really what has changed things for me and that's what what i what i would tell my younger self I love it.
0: Um, well, find her on Instagram. She's Wellness by Kelly K E L L E Y. You can work with her. Um, she's obviously incredible. Uh, so, thanks so much for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a pleasure. I have loved this conversation so much. All right. Wow. Oh my gosh, you guys. Do you like I loved her? I loved her so much. That episode was so amazing. And I feel like it was just like so well rounded. Like I feel like we covered all of the topics. Um, I mean, not all the topics, I feel like I could have talked to her about like so much more. Um, but I don't know, just so much around, you know, listening to your body, listening to your mind, and doing what feels good for you. And I think that's the biggest touch point for me on this episode is to do what feels good for you. And I love that she's like living and breathing that, you know, every day of her life and then sharing that with others that, you know, there's no one right way to live your life. And just because a doctor tells you, you have to do something or a friend tells you, you need to live a certain way or your family tells you like, you know, this is the, the, you know, recipe for success, like, you don't actually have to take any of that advice. You don't have to listen to what a doctor tells you is quote unquote right. You don't have to listen to what works for your best friend and you don't have to do what your family says that you are supposed to do or need to do in order to feel the most like you. Um, and so if you are someone who struggles with stress and anxiety or someone who has maybe been thinking about getting off break control or someone who's been you know, wanting to just get you know, control back of your life and feel like you, um, definitely recommend checking out her Instagram and, uh, you know, incorporating, as you know, I'm a big advocate for it, but incorporating more meditation into your life. And, you know, just, I also loved the question where she was like, cause I want, I didn't get into it with her, um, on the episode, but when she was like, you know, you'd be surprised how many women I asked that are like, what are your hobbies? They're like, uh, I don't know. I've always hated that question. When people ask me what are my hobbies, I do that too. I struggle. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. What do I like to do? And I have to like really think about what I like to do. So I feel like that's just a great exercise in getting to know ourselves, right? Is maybe like sit down and write down what it is that you like to do. What are your hobbies? What makes you feel the most like you? Um, And I definitely do know like a long list of those things, but it, it takes me a second sometimes. And so it's a good reminder to you know, getting in touch with who we are and the relationship that we want to cultivate with ourselves, uh, in knowing what it is that we actually like. And that's important. Um, so thanks so much for tuning in today. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you. I would also so, 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 so love if you would subscribe to the podcast, give us five stars and leave a review. Those reviews, I can't tell you enough. I can't stress it enough how much they help the podcast grow and show up in the cute little algorithm that Apple and Spotify have put out. There for us, so please leave a review um, and subscribe and leave us five stars. Appreciate you, and I'll see you next time.